7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. And uh, good evening and thank you very much for staying on SAFM and for joining us on the show. I am not alone. Uh, Katleho Mudiba and Luyolom Kalipi are producing the show and Sylvester Komane is our technical producer this evening. And uh, it is indeed a Black Monday, not only just for the football community, but for the sporting fraternity as a whole following the passing of Bafana Bafana legend Phil Masinga. And we will dedicate most of the show tonight to the late Philmon Masinga, popularly known as Chipa in football circles. He passed away on Sunday morning after being admitted to hospital last month and some details have now emerged of his last days in hospital. You will remember uh, that uh, we were due to speak to Phil Masinga before we closed for the December holidays. In fact, we did speak to him off air. He seemed to be in good spirits but he could not come on air at the time because he was awaiting permission from SAFA. He was about to be, uh, he had just been discharged actually from a hospital, he was about to be discharged rather from a hospital in Clagstop when we spoke to him and he was looking forward to speaking to his fans but he needed permission from Safa uh, to speak to us. So we ended up speaking to the Masters and the Legends Football Association President, Mr. Buddha Matate and uh, Masinga was his deputy president at the association and Mr. Matate was also confident that Masinga would make a full recovery. So we will hear from Mr. Buddha Matate who has now spoken out about Phil Masinga's time in hospital and he says that if those who had promised to help him had come to the party then maybe we would not be talking about Phil Masinga in the past as we are right now. He's actually hit back. He's actually hit out at some of the people that made promises uh, to Phil Masinga, Buddha Mantate. So we will hear from him about why is it, what, what is it that did not happen when Phil Masinga was in hospital and why is he so angry because he says he says that he is very, very hang- angry with how things have turned out. We'll also go over to Leeds where Phil Masinga was a household name despite only spending two seasons there. So we'll get reaction from the Leeds United Supporters Trust who have been paying tribute to the man that they dubbed Waltzing Masinga after that uh, tune Waltzing Ma. Watson Matilda and uh, his former teammates at Leeds United, Lucas Khadebe, former Bafana Bafana captain, will also talk to us tonight as well as Masinga's former teammate at Barry Football Club in Italy. That's the former Sundowns hitman, Rafael Chuku. We also spoke to the late Philmon Masinga late last year after that Tamsang Gabuza incident to find out how he handled the Boo Boys during his playing days because he was criticised and booed by many here at home. And if time does allow, we'll also play some of that interview. You're welcome to send us your memories of Chipa Masinga and your condolences, you can call us on 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. And on WhatsApp, we do take WhatsApp voice notes on 061-4104-107. And we are using the hashtag SAFM spot on on social media. Tabiso Musia on SAFM. And let's now go all the way to England then to speak to the Vice Chairman of the Leeds United Supporters Trust uh, just to get a reaction from that side on the news of the passing of our legend uh, Bafana Bafana, former Bafana Bafana striker Phil Masinga and Mr. Robert Endicott joins us on the line. I hope Mr. Robert I'm pronouncing your surname correctly sir. Good evening and thank you for joining us. Good evening. Yes, you did. Thank you very much. Uh, Most people don't even get it right over here in England so you've done really well there. Thank you. Okay, that's good to hear. Before we talk about the late Filma Singer, can you please briefly just tell us and enlighten us about the Leeds United Supporters Trust and the work that you do? Uh, yes, we're a, we're a voluntary organisation. Uh, we have uh, over a thousand members. Uh, we're a very uh, strongly supported and strongly supportive organisation who basically uh, 
aim to not only help Leeds United as a football club to go on to success, but also to represent our members in case anything controversial or uh, something we're not happy with occurs. So we're really here just to uh, uh, represent our, our members on a voluntary basis and uh, do what we can, which is good for Leeds United, Leeds the city, and of course the uh, Leeds United supporters. Mm, we've seen the re- we, well. We've seen you sending your condolences uh, after the passing of the late filmer singer. But how has the reaction been that side since you had the news? Well, he was very, very fondly remembered. And even though Phil played just thirty-nine games for us, which isn't really that many, mm. uh, he did make an impact. He, he is really, uh, he was really very popular. You could tell that not only with the supporters but also uh, with his teammates as well. And obviously uh, the uh, nickname that you mentioned earlier, Waltzing uh, Masinga, which is a lovely name anyway, but it's something that <laughs> worked really well and he had, a, he had a lovely attitude. And I do know that he was extremely proud to uh, pull on the Leeds United white shirt. And I think all the fans realise this as well. And for, for all his, uh, his tall and gangly nature, he actually was a very skilled and, and gifted player. And he scored a decent uh, number of goals for us as well, 11 goals in fact. Mm. Uh, in those 39 games he played, 13 were a substitute. So uh, it's a good uh, return, really, on uh, goals to games ratio. Yeah, and and we've seen some videos of those goals being posted. A lot of people talking about that hat, extra time hat trick against Walsall and that brace at Highbury against Arsenal. Is there any match in particular, any goal in particular that stands out for you as far as big film singer is concerned? Yes, that, that is a great goal, actually. I think it it was one of his goals against Walsall in that FA Cup uh, replay. He actually came on a substitute and scored a hat trick mm. in around nine minutes, which is quite incredible in itself. But uh, there is a great flowing move involving uh, Leeds players. Obviously, uh, Phil scores the, the uh, sorry finishes the move off with a great strike with his left foot, and the the ball actually into him is supplied by Gary Speed, another fantastic uh, Leeds player who left us way too young, just like Phil has. Mm. And he came there with a certain Lucas Khadebe, two young South Africans going to Leeds United. What were the expectations when, when they got there? Well, uh, it was big news here, because uh, obviously it's quite a surprising uh, uh, signing or transfer uh, to have two black South African players. You know, we hadn't, I'm not, we hadn't really had black, uh, any South African players for uh, a number of decades, which I'll, I'll, I'll come on to in a, in a second, actually, if you don't mind. Yes. Uh, so I think uh, the word was in the media that uh, Philemon was going to be the, the more noticeable and uh, bigger impact player. Uh, but really, Lucas uh, Radib, or Radibi as we pronounce it over here, we always get it wrong uh, with Lucas's name. He he really uh, made a big impact, and it was so like uh, unexpected. But Phil Phil did really really well, and and seeing those goals again, I think he was a better player than perhaps he was uh, given much chance to show to demonstrate. Uh, he also joined when he had strong competition for the places up front with Leeds. Uh, with people like Brian Dean and, and later mm. on Tony Uboa, obviously, uh, as well as uh, a, a young Leeds lad called Noel Whelan, who came on to yeah. uh, do pretty well as well. Yeah, you, you, you've mentioned the late Gary Speed, you've mentioned Tony Uboa, there was Harry Kewell there, there was a young Alan Smith um, there, there was the, there was Ian Hart also, if I'm not mistaken. What 
where does that Leeds team rank for you as far as the Leeds teams that you've seen in the past, uh, in, in your time as a supporter? It was a good team, a really good team. Uh, it was undergoing a bit of a transitional period again. Uh, I'm, I'm, I was born in 65, uh, and which, funnily enough, is when Albert Johansson made his uh, FA Cup final appearance. South Africa. Year. Mm. And uh, so the Leeds team through the 60s and 70s were, were I would say, unbeatable. Uh, then we returned to some prominence uh, by winning the league in 1992 uh, with Man United coming second, which is always uh, a fond memory for most Leeds fans. And uh, then we sort of uh, went a little bit uh, down in the table in performance-wise. And then the middle of the 90s, which is when uh, Philemon joined Leeds again, uh, he, things were looking up again. So he was part of a good team, and it was good to see them improving again. And there were some great players with him. And he, he certainly uh, proved his worth. He did, he did really well for us in the limited time that he had. Mm, you mentioned a certain Albert Johansson, um, South African, that played at Leeds, and we've always read or heard that he was the first person of African heritage to play in an FA Cup final. Unfortunately, we I don't really do we don't document well here our sporting heroes. What can you tell us about Albert Johansson? Johansson, right? Well, that's a good question. First of all, he wasn't the first African heritage player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the first black South African. Mm. to play in an uh, FA Cup final. There was a, a, a guy called Bill Perry, I think, who played in the in the 50s, late 50s. In fact, he scored the winning goal, I believe, in the final mm. he appeared in. Uh, Albert joined Leeds in around 1961, 1962, when Don Revie uh, first started as Leeds manager. And uh, Albert was his first signing. And a fantastic player he was. And it's... I don't know whether it's poetic or sad or a happy coincidence, but on Friday night at Leeds United versus Derby game, uh, we unveiled a a National Heritage Blue plaque uh, to commemorate Albert Johansson's impact here as a Leeds player and being the first black player in an FA Cup final. And then, obviously, within hours, we got the news about uh, Mr. Masinga, Walton Masinga, which I don't know if it's sad or happy coincidence, but it's certainly uh, something that, struck a card because uh, it was a really big night for anyone interested in Albert Janssen and then obviously uh, co- coming uh, with the news of uh, Philemon Masinga it just, uh, it just added a lot of uh, I don't know real emotion to an already emotional time for us Leeds fans and, and obviously to you guys over there and anybody who's got any interest in football, world football Mm. And I'm told also that um, one of your colleagues briefly interviewed the late filmer singer via email a few months ago. What was that all about? Right, well, that's a book I'm working on. Uh, ah. I'm a writer by trade. And I'm uh, uh, one book I'm working on uh, with a, a couple of colleagues is a, uh, a book about the history of Leeds United kits. And, and what uh, is happening with that, including... Uh, Lots and lots of photos of the history of Leeds shirts, especially uh, over the time since we've been in existence since 1919. But we've also interviewed a lot of uh, officials uh, from Leeds United. And luckily enough, we managed to get hold of uh, Mr. Masinga uh, a few months back. And he, he uh, well, he provided a really nice, quite a short interview. But nevertheless, it was a nice interview. And uh, it's just uh, quite, quite tragic that... Uh, Obviously, I'm reminded of it because uh, he's passed away this weekend. Mm. He, 
and what I really liked about it, because it is a lovely little interview, but he, he was so proud to have been a Leeds United fan, a Leeds United player. And you can, I mean, when you see any of his goals for Leeds, you can see his reaction. He's absolutely delighted. But that, that was a genuine feeling he had. He, he was really, really proud to, to be a Leeds player. And, and the fans loved him for that. It's as simple as that, really. And anybody who gives their all for the Leeds United cars is always going to be very popular immediately. And certainly, uh, Walsing Masinga did that for us. And I would think that Lucas Khadebe will also feature prominently in that book? Uh, well, we haven't managed to get hold of him yet. So uh, <laughs> if you can get him in touch with me, please do. But uh, of course, he is prominent in the book because he's a prominent player. But I haven't, we haven't managed to interview him yet. But, uh, you know, we can still hope. Don't worry, we'll put you in touch. We're going to speak to him uh, shortly uh, 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 shortly now, uh, Lucas Khadeb, in the next couple of minutes. But Mr. Robert, uh, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us, Vice Chairman of the Leeds United Supporters Trust. We really appreciate your time and uh, uh, we are also honoured by the respect that you've given our own uh, Phil Massinga. Uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. It's been an honour actually talking to you as well and I wish you all the best. And uh, yeah, keep the faith and... Uh, yeah, let's just all join in celebrating uh, what Watson the singer did for football. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks. That is uh, Mr. Robert Endicott there and uh, the Vice Chairman of the Leeds United Supporters Trust. As mentioned, uh, up next, uh, we're going to be remembering the late former singer for most of the show. Please feel free to join us at, at any time on 0891-104-207. That's our studio number, SMS 40938. And on WhatsApp, we do take voice notes on 061-4104-107. And it's hashtag SAFM spot on on social media. And after the break, we'll hear from uh, former Leeds United Captain Lucas Khadebe. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. So as promised now, let's then uh, hear from Lucas uh, Khadebe. We had to pre-record Lucas Khadebe because you can understand he's had a a busy day and the news has also taken its toll on Lucas Khadebe. And that's where we began the interview. I began by asking him how is he holding up after hearing about the passing of Phil Masinga, his former teammates at Leeds United. They signed together at the same time. Actually, when Lucas was on the show, he told us that um, Phil Masinga was the player that they wanted at Leeds uh, back in the day after he scored 18 goals for sundowns they signed him for two hundred and fifty thousand pounds and then howard wilkinson thought he's going to be lonely let's try and get another south african just to come and keep him company for a couple of months uh, but phil is the guy that we want and that other south african was actually lucas khadebo who went on to captain leeds united yeah it's devastating and it's sad i mean when i heard the news it was very emotional because uh, i think it didn't uh, expect it to happen uh, so soon uh, you know, uh, you know. Even if you know when somebody is, is really sick, but uh, you think they, you hope that they will pull through. You know, and uh, it, it's a sad day. And uh, to be honest, uh, I had a lump on my throat, and I was just numb. I couldn't do anything uh, yesterday. How how would you like Filma Singer to be remembered? I think, uh, to be honest, I mean, he, he was he was one of the best, you know, in the country in terms of. Uh, 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 his football career. I think his attitude said a lot about 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 his personality. You know, uh, uh, you know that you know as a footballer, you, um, and most of the people, you know, they think that it's a it, it, it's a great life. You know, and you've got everything you need, but not, not really. But uh, I, I think he showed when 
when most of the supporters booing in some of the games, you know, and and him getting back into proving them right again, you know, that's that's his character. And I think uh, in the field of play, he was passionate and wanted to do well like everybody else and scoring great goals for the country. And uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's such a gentleman. Mm. Talking about the country, do you think we've done enough to honor and and uh, remember Phil Masinga while he was still alive? To be honest, it's never enough uh, because I think uh, uh, with his achievements and uh, uh, his popularity, especially overseas, you know, uh, you can't measure it. I mean, uh, it's, it's absolutely uh, amazing, you know, uh, but I think back home, uh, I think... Uh, tendency of taking things for granted that we know people, they live with us. And, and I think uh, that mentality needs to change where we need to to appreciate you know, uh, our uh, heroes and and make them valuable, you know, in our society where, because he showed himself, feel uh, when he gets, when he got involved you know, with uh, with Bukonibu Pirima bringing projects, yeah. you know, for all those up-and-coming, you know, uh, youngsters like, that want to be like him. And how was it being with Chipa Masinga at Leeds United, two young South Africans at an English club? It was brilliant because I think, first of all, I think one of the things that uh, we did was to speak this, <laughs> the language, you know, and, uh, and, and, and at least uh, be brave enough to live through the conditions, you know, uh, keeping each other company yeah. uh, when 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 everything is not is not going well. But we acclimatized much better, you know. Got involved uh, quite quickly, you know, with the team and 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 and, and, and his goal scoring uh, prowess in the field of play flourished, where he, you know he was renowned as uh, Walter Masinga, and that's when the fans knew that they've got somebody special who who's from Africa and can score goals. And I think he he inspired me while I was on the sidelines and encouraged me when I saw him, you know, being in a team and working hard uh, to to stay in the team. He spent uh, on two seasons at Leeds, two years that side, but he clearly made such a huge impact judging by the tributes that are coming through from Yorkshire. Absolutely. I think I spoke some, with some of the boys uh, this morning, uh, ex-players from Leeds, Gary Kelly, and Will William has been on the Twitter as well, yes. you know, expressing his sadness and and shock uh, when he had the news. And uh, surely, I mean, Gary, play, Gary, Gary Kelly, when I spoke to him, he, he was so shocked that, you know, he was so emotional, you know, on the phone and he had to go for a piece. <laughs> so, which, which I think is that the impact that Sile had, you know, in some of those players. He was very close to to, to each and every one of them. Of, of of those guys and and and, the, and to the fans as well because they regard him as Walter Masinga mm. and, and and I think he showed it you know in the field of play it was just unfortunate that uh, you know his work permit didn't come through and he had to leave the club but he made sure that wherever he went um, he continued his journey you know with success and with a great uh, representation of uh, everybody else in South Africa. 
And one of his fans, one of the fans has released a collection of all his goals at Leeds. Is there any one game that stands out for you at Leeds as far as Chippa is concerned? And some are talking about the Walsall hat-trick. Others are talking about the brace at, at Highbury. Uh, I think for me it's, it's the brace in Highbury because I think uh, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, against uh, a quality team. And I think that's when uh, expressed and, uh, his talent. And I think he gained uh, respect, you know, from uh, from the teammates, especially from the players that we played against, you know, uh, Tony Adams and Adam Bold. You know, uh, I, you know, it's not easy when you come up with a, such a quality side that Arsenal and, and, and score a break. And you could have you seen the highlight. I mean, absolutely brilliant goals. And I think that was really best. Finally, you mentioned that he was always criticized and booed here at home. Why do you think that the fans didn't appreciate him here at home? Hey, I think he set the standard for himself, first of all. I think he, the power was very uh, high where uh, he used to score most, like almost all the games. And, uh, but when he doesn't score, uh, you know, fans had uh, got, got frustrated. But uh, I think he, uh, he, he took it well. And then uh, he knew that uh, 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 the expectations are high, and, and as, as quality player as he is, you know the expectations are high. But uh, but again, I think it happens to every player, and I think he showed, you know, feel uh, uh, that uh, you know uh, uh, he's willing, you know, to take the responsibility and and, and come back even stronger. That is uh, Lucas Khadebe, the former Bafana Bafana a captain and also captain of Leeds United who played with uh, the late Phil Masinga at Leeds United and he was just uh, giving us his memories of uh, Phil Masinga. So, um, as you heard from Lucas, actually he couldn't get a work permit so he had to move from Leeds and after that he went to Italy's Serie A Phil Massinga and uh, his uh, former teammates at Bari Football Club was none other than the former Mamelodi Sundowns striker uh, Rafael Chuku and we also put a call through then to Rafael Chuku just to um, get his memories and his thoughts of the late uh, Phil Massinga and do feel free to do uh, feel free to call us on 0891-104-207 if you want to also share your memories and SMS 40938. Dr. Phil Mahoma from Midstream has SMSed us. He says, um, good evening, Tabi. So what a sad time. My namesake in my amateur appearances at UCD, UCT Medical Residence Football Club. I was nicknamed Masinga Waruna, especially after I scored goals. Uh, we're going to need proof of that, Doc. But as a medical doctor today, I wonder if more could have been done to prevent his untimely passing. Condolences to his family and the whole global soccer fraternity and we're going to hear from mr buddha matate uh, later on who speaks to us about his fight about film singer's final days in hospital and he believes that more could have been uh, done to help this legend but let's hear now from rafael achuku who's all the way in nigeria and i began just by asking him where did he first come across uh phil masinga was it is was it in italy uh, when uh, he went to go join Bari because phil masinga was already there um, actually, I, I met Philemon Masenga when I was still in Sundance. Mm. Then uh, I came to Sundance early '96, and Sundance we were playing Continental, so we were training in Greek Sporting Club. He came to train with us. Then after training, we sat, we chased. You know, I haven't met him before, but you know, when somebody saw a good player and uh, you know a Sundance legend, he wanted me to be in Sundance because then I haven't I haven't signed for Sundance already. So he was asking me how is my stay so far. 
whether I'm enjoying South Africa. You know, and I told him, well, I'm just looking at everywhere and see if this is where I want to be or not. Then he asked me, asked me how am I coming to training, and I told him that Mutawali, Ernest Mutawali is the one that normally picked me up for training. I remember what he said to Ernest. He said, Ernest, make sure you take care of this player. This is a good player for this team. If you people lose him, you people are going to regret it. So since then, um, he has been like a friend to me because when somebody appreciates what you're doing, so sometimes I called him, even when I came to Bali, he was already there. I remember him, uh, the wife and the daughter. They, I'm, I'm always in the house every evening to go and eat. So he has been a good friend. It was just a certain that I... Happen. I don't know what happened. I don't really know. Mm. All the good ones are always dying at a time. I don't know. But he's a good man. And not everybody, Rafael Chuku, can break into the Serie A, especially at that time when you guys played there. You guys must have been special. How was Phil Masenga viewed and received in Italy by the fans there? Uh, uh, Philemon Masenga is everything that Barry got. They believe a lot in him. And he was uh, more... Or one of the uh, uh, players that whenever we are talking about how system the coaches, then we are being coached by uh, Pelati. He will always build his game around Philemon Masenga. So he, as far as Barry is concerned, Masenga is a legend in that team. And what kind of a club was Barry that you guys played for? Um, Barry wasn't a big club. It was one of the small clubs, but they believe, you know, that they just want to make sure that they, they keep their statute in Serie A. It wasn't that big club, but they can also hold their own against the big ones. Mm. And I'm sure he was happy to have you around, a fellow African there, Barry. Uh, well, of course, that, like, that's what I'm telling you. Even every evening we do dinner in his house because then the wife was there and the little daughter too. So you, you, somebody can welcome you to his house every evening. That means that he really care about you and he really tried to take care of me for me to be able to settle down there. We hear a lot of racism stories coming out of Italy and the Serie A. At the time that you were there, how was the situation? Um, that was when it was really, really bad. And uh, But luckily for me, I don't even understand the language uh, when I was there earlier on. So a lot of things they said, it's my singer that tried to translate that to me. But you can know even to him and to me. But for him, sometimes he's angry because... He understand what they are saying. Me, I'm not even hearing the language, so I don't even know what you said or whatever to me. So it's later on that I, I started finding out exactly what he means. It's really bad there. Mm. So are you saying Phil Masinga understood the, the language? Yes, he speaks very good the language. Ah, that's good. And what kind of a person was was he off the field, Rafael Chuku? Gentleman, gentleman. That's why I said why is always the good ones are always living us so quick. He's a gentleman off and on the pitch. For you, how will you remember Phil Masinga? Um, like I said, the first encounter with Phil made me feel at home in Sanders. I'm, I will say he's one of the reasons I even signed, signed at Sanders because then I haven't even signed. I was just waiting. Sanders, they traveled to Africa for in their continental. So we were just busy training in Greek sporting field when he came to train with us. Finally, Rafael Chuku, just back to you. A lot of people in South Africa were so excited to see you at that Lobby Stars Sundowns game. They want to know what are you up to? Um, I was really, you know, my, my blood is yellow. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the game went to Lobby side. But nothing is lost. Um, and I was happy to go and do Sundowns because I want to catch up with a lot of friends that I haven't seen. Okay, the Chuku train, their former teammate of Big Phil Masinga at Bari FC in uh, Italy, talking to us about their days in the Serie A. Let's go to the lines. Uh, Bandile has called us from Soweto. Bandile, good evening. Thanks for calling us on SAFM. Evening, Chavisu. Yes, sir. You know what makes me angry about this thing of 
Phil Filmers in her. There, there was this, this guy called uh, Saddam Martin, the I don't know the number one mm. that saying. Yes. He was the leader of the pulling of former Cosmos players. If you can check uh, uh, Bafana Bafana, only players that are not from Kedachis and, 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 and Orlando Paras that, that were not put. The only, uh, the, the only player that was spared is those who went to, 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 to Orlando Paras like Bo Fish from Canada. Otherwise, the rest players from Bo Makanakala, and you still remember the game between Even Bafana, That's a Bafana good point, and, actually. And, and Brazil. Even, even big. Thomas Madikaka substituted and uh, uh, replaced uh, 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 Dr. Kumar. You still remember every yes. time when he had the ball. You still remember what the fans were saying we're doing there. Even the other big striker. The same story. Even Peter Simon, the same story. These people were led by this guy called uh, Saddam Marke. He's the one who was instigating people to be to boo a uh, uh, former Tomo Cosmos players. Okay, I don't know if it was, I wasn't aware it was, or I didn't know that it was initiated by Saddam, but you make a very good point because yes. when you think about it, even that big striker up front, uh, Tony, he was also booed. And he also came yeah, from Cosmos. If they were led by Saddam, I've got evidence about what I'm saying now. He, he's the one who was leading those people, the Bafana Kings. Okay, thanks for that insight there, uh, San, uh, Bandile, calling us from Soweto. He's actually got a point. Pakatakalane um, was booed. Filma uh, Singer was booed. Pizza Musemane was booed. Was booed and they all came from Jomo Cosmos. I wonder why why that was then. Okay, let's move on as we continue to remember Phil Masinga. You can still call us on 891 if you wanna uh, if you have more insight into what Bandile has said. But let's now hear from the president of the Masters and the Legends Football Association, Mr. Buddha Matate. He spoke to SABC senior sports senior reporter Velile Mnyandu, and he's actually revealed uh, some well, well, he's actually uh, telling Velile about uh, the late film singer's last uh, few days, especially in hospital. They were very extremely, extremely difficult, and 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 and, and for one that has, has 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 contributed so immensely towards South African football. I personally personally don't don't think he he he, he should have been subjected to that situation. And I, as I'm talking to you, Babumbula, I'm very 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 angry because if people that cared people that he 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 contributed he assisted in 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 many aspects uh, some of them are holding senior positions running football in this country uh, uh, unfortunately they didn't come to the party it said he's gone but but if the, those people had come to the party cheaper would would be still alive i'm i'm very very angry uh, i'm very very angry for, for having lost uh, a friend, uh, a, a comrade in football, mm. a vice president in our organization, and an international legend, for that matter, mm-hmm. who has contributed so so much to this country. And, and Babumbuli Chipa was different. And, and I'm saying this with respect. You know, after, after his playing days, after what he has achieved as a footballer, he went on to empower himself with education. You know, he was a qualified uh, administrator. In fact, the certificate that he has is FIFA accredited. But unfortunately, he was not given that opportunity to do what he wanted to do as a footballer and as an administrator in this country. Because I remember at some stage, there was even a possibility of him standing um, as a regional president. That's correct, Babumbude. In fact, it's people in, 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 in his province, in Northwest, and in his region that wanted him 
to stand as the regional president, but because of 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 the national politics, he was advised otherwise. You know, because he was promised we will be we will serve in the national executive committee of SAFA. So there's no need for him to to be a, a SAFA president at regional level because his expertise and his contribution is needed at, at national level. But unfortunately, he was not given the opportunity. You were also sharing um, a very touching and important story um, of how his um, a personal doctor, the private doctor also, uh, came in and to, to help during this difficult time. Exactly. And, and that's even touching, that one. You know, somebody that, that, that met him through, through, through his sickness it ended up being the savior. Chita was initially admitted at Sebong in, in, in Klegsdorp. Then he was transferred to Barra Hospital, and he met the doctor at Barra Hospital. Uh, Barra is a public hospital. And this is what the doctor said to me, uh, uh, Babumbul. Mm. He said, there's nothing wrong with public hospitals. Don't get me wrong, uh, Buddha. There's nothing wrong with public hospitals. Uh, I'm his doctor, you know. But for what he has done for this country, he deserves better. You know, he took it, he took it, he took it upon himself, Babumbuli, to transfer him from Barra to Gordon Donaldson in Park Town, a private hospital. He he, he carried the cost alone of 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 making sure he gives Chipa the best, because he was saying Chipa the environment at which Chipa was, you know, and and and, and with no disrespect, because everybody the traffic people wanted to see him. This is Chipa. This is the legend. Everybody wanted a piece of him. But he wanted privacy, you know, and that's the reason why he took it upon himself to take him, to transfer him from Barra to 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 to, to, to Gordon Donuts in, in Park Town, and he was carrying the cost alone, Babumbu. And people that mattered, people that should have done exactly that, they they were not there for him. I'm sure this must be a very difficult time for the family, Prabhupada. Very, very, extremely difficult, extremely difficult. And, 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 and people like us were very, very close to him. I've lost a comrade. I've lost a fighter. Because people was a fight. We were fighting for the rights of, of former professional football players in this country with him. We tried, you know, we, we, we tried everything possible to make sure that we create a home for, for, for former professional football players in this country. And that, that battle, that war, I was fighting with him side by side. And now he's gone. Well, that is uh, Mr. Buddha Matate, then uh, the president of the SA Football Masters and Legends Association, just giving us some insight into uh, the last days of uh, Phil Masinga. As you hear there, he makes some very serious um, well allegations, if you want to put it like that, that people did promise uh, to come through and help out uh, Phil Masinga, and um, they did not keep their promises. But uh, thankfully, there was a good Samaritan uh, that came through. Well, his, his own Phil Masinga's own personal doctor actually uh, came through and uh, moved him from Barra uh, to Paktan. And we also do understand that uh, um, the Sundowns boss, um, Dr. Patrice Mutsipe, also came through for Phil Masinga. There was a statement that was released earlier today uh, that says that, uh, Mr. Uh, if I can find that statement, I will read it for you, but um, it says that Sundowns were sending their condolences uh, to uh, Phil Masinga and they actually do mention in that statement that Mr. Mutsipe actually donated or gave um, 100000 and rent to pay uh, for the medical fees that were required uh, for Phil Masinga's uh, treatment there. And uh, as mentioned, we're going to hear from Phil Masinga probably one of the last interviews that he did. Uh, he was on SAFM Spot On late last year when we wanted to find out how did he deal with the Boo Boys 
in the wake of um, Tamsang Nakabuza storming off the pitch and substituting himself in that game against Leopards. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And on the SMS line, Kancho says, rest in peace, Phil Masinga. But if Saddam Maka had that kind of influence of booing people, then you better call him into studio. Well, he's a man of many talents, Saddam Maka. Remember the one Chiefs game that was supposed to be played behind closed doors? It was played behind closed doors, but he was the only guy at the stadium. And he went on to um, the media and he told us that he'd actually slept there two days before. So that's how they didn't spot him. And uh, also, he was interviewed by CNN a couple of years ago when he actually uh, admitted that three of his wives left him because of his love for Kaiser Chiefs and he told them that uh, Kaiser Chiefs is his first love and if they don't want to accept that uh, then they must leave and three of them left and he even named his son Selula because uh, his son was born I think in that week when Chiefs had signed their first uh, uh, sponsorship deal with Vodacom so we must put a call through to Saddam he also makes music now and he must tell us about this uh, allegations that have been leveled against him but let's hear now, as we pay respect to Phil Masinga, probably one of the last media interviews that he did, uh, he spoke to us here on SAFM, definitely the last interview he did on SAFM Spot on when we asked him about Tamsang Nakabuza's conduct when he subbed himself. It was totally disappointing and, and uh, uh, to think that uh, he was not playing that bad in the game. He was doing well. Like, uh, I saw him scoring a couple of goals if he could have played the whole game. Uh, and uh, the way actually uh, he conducted himself, I mean, by following a, a, a jersey of the team, uh, if it was in Europe, supporters will go mad with him. You don't throw the jersey, you must appreciate it. And actually, the Black Leopards coach said after the game that he thought Kabuza was the most dangerous player for Orlando Pirates and he was shocked by what happened. So, is that behavior acceptable? Is it unacceptable, Phil Masinga? Unacceptable. I mean, uh, you, you can't behave like that. I mean, you, you, I, I look at uh, Kabuza, I see him as a senior player in Paris, and he, he must be uh, teaching other young players at Paris that how to take pressure uh, as a senior player. I mean, uh, football is not for uh, hard-fated people. You, you need to be strong and then take any pressure that comes your way. Mm. And how uh, he says the abuse from the supporters got to his head, and that's why he walked off the pitch, did the unthinkable. Uh, how did you deal with the criticism you received, Big Phil? And what's the best way to deal with it? Uh, I, I'm saying this, uh, uh, not uh, uh, condoning the supporters from continuously uh, booing a player while he's still playing. I mean, they need to give him a chance. If they have uh, uh, to criticize him after playing, let them criticize him. They must allow him to uh, prove himself, because uh, uh, he, he ends up uh, losing confidence. I mean, the, the ball that he could have scored, uh, the second one that he missed, uh, 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 I think it was a lack of confidence, because he was worried, is he going to be a coach or not? Because he was way forward to the, to the defenders of Black Leopards, and then he just had to have composure and choose the spot. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> sometimes uh, it, it gets so hard. And, uh, you, you, you've got your teammates as well that you play with. Uh, your teammates must help you because they, are, they understand that what you're going through and they know that what you're going to get as soon as you start playing. And they must be behind you. My, myself, when I was in the uh, uh, Bafana Bafana Chevy, 
Oh, Professor Professor Kim, uh, my teammates were always helping me. Uh, the coach was always helping me, and the coach will always tell me that I'm going to pay you, despite the fact that you know they're going to pull you. I'm going to pay you. I, I picked you not because I'm making favor for you. I picked you because I think you, you're one of the best strikers in the country. Then go out there and do your best. And and how do you respond to that? I mean, you scored the goal that took us to the World Cup 1998. Is that the best way to report, to respond, to ignore the criticism? Can you even ignore the criticism from the supporters because we're all human after all? No, no, it was even before the, uh, the, 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 that game uh, uh, against DRC, mm. uh, Congo Pazaville, actually. Uh, at the beginning of qualifying, World Cup qualifying, qualifying for 1998, I played most of the game having a problem with my supporters, booing me, and then in each and every, most of those games, I was scoring goals. Mm. But probably the one that uh, 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 wrapped the whole thing is the one that I scored to, uh, 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 to qualify. Mm. And having said that, I mean, um, do fans have a right to criticize players when they are not performing? Yes, I mean, fans have got the right to criticize. We are, we are in the public domain, and uh, uh, people that uh, you're entertaining, they've got the right to say, uh, uh, he's playing well, uh, no, 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 he's not doing that uh, uh, that well. And, you know, what you just have to do, you keep on trying to improve all the time. I mean, that's what we were taught. Uh, and then while we were still young, I remember one game I played that was only 17 years or 16 years, yes, playing for a team in the National Association in Northwest. I, I played it the whole game crying because the supporters were booing me. And then my te- I wanted to go out. My teammate said, no, 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 you don't go out. I scored still crying. Mm-hmm. And many people have been saying, uh, Phil, that he needs to see a sports psychologist. They need to come in here. Uh, did you ever receive mm-hmm. professional help in your career for this for, 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 for being booed? No, 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 no. I didn't get any uh, uh, professional help, but uh, I would commend it as well. Because, uh, you know, when I, I, I was overseas, in, in Bari especially, uh, we always had a psychologist uh, before the beginning of the season. And then when things are not going well, and they'll always call him to, cap, to come and help us uh, to pick up. And, you know, after losing three or four games, normally there's... Uh, the spirit goes down and they'll bring him in to come and help us to uh, rejuvenate us. Mm. And finally, now, um, can this relationship with Gabuza and the supporters be fixed? Is he the only one that can fix it by, by scoring goals? Or is the apology enough? Uh, maybe it was good for him to apologize, but uh, it is still going to be a mountain to climb uh, to, con- to convince um, uh, some of the supporters uh, through the way he conducted himself. Uh, it's going to be a hard one, but uh, I think it's a man. must go out there and uh, try to to do things right. I mean, uh, we had a player like uh, David Beckham after the World Cup in 1998, and the supporters in Manchester United were booing him. He overreacted uh, against the supporters, and they kept on booing him. But the only thing that he knew he was supposed to be doing is to do well in the pitch, and then he started playing well. And then everyone started begging him up. Hashtag SAFM Sport On.
On the SMS line, Jack from Albertine says, even Susan Mutawung was booed. Filma singer would have turned 50 this year. What a sad loss. What really is the purpose of life? May his soul rest in peace. And I see a lot of comments about the booing. Uh, let's not digress, guys. We are remembering Phil Masing. I'm sure we'll revisit this topic some other day. But we are joined on the line now by Proteus, uh, standing skipper uh, Dean Elga, who gave us an early after- an afternoon of this uh, today as they completed the series whitewash win over Pakistan, uh, completing the third test victory um, in the morning session before lunch. I was at the Wanderers this morning and Dean Elga joins us on the line. Dean, good evening. Thank you very much for finding time to speak to us on SAFM and well done on the win. No, no problem. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for the, the credit. Um, yeah, it's awesome to win another series in South Africa. You said before the game that you want a whitewash and the boys must be focused and they delivered. You must be pleased? Very much so. Um, I think it's difficult to come in as a standing captain um, to, to try and get the guys behind you, but um, I must say it was, it was very easy to have the guys behind me. Um, We've got a very experienced side and a lot of senior players within within our side, and uh, they knew that we um, that we have to uh, put in a good effort to beat Pakistan. And I'm very very glad that we that we were able to do that. And what pleased you most about this uh, a series win, just overall, Dean Elga? Because you did say at the press conference that you felt the team was not playing at a hundred percent, but they still won three 0 yeah, I think there's a lot of things uh, we didn't do particularly uh, right, but I would like to speak more of the positives. Mm. I think um, uh, Duan Willifield is coming in and bowling like he did is obviously a great sign for us and the breath of fresh air for our bowling unit. Um, there was a lot of uh, young batters that came in and really batted quite, quite well on, on, on really tough uh, wickets. Um, so there's a lot of positives going from the series, uh, which was awesome for us. And I think... Um, if we want to become all number one, you need those kind of guys and characters to stand up in, in series. Talking about Duan, it's someone that you probably know from your days in Bloemfontein and you're probably not surprised by his impact then because you've seen him before. No, no, he's, uh, he's come a long way. Um, him and I have known each other from our Bloemfontein days. And um, yeah, he's obviously a promising player. He's developed um, a hell of a lot over the last two or three years. And it's awesome for him to to um, get the accolades that he that he's deserved over this last series. So I'm extremely happy and uh, very proud of what Duan has uh, achieved over the last uh, three tests. A lot has been said about the peaches favouring the bowlers. As the batsman, how do you look at it? There were a couple of forties, a few fifties, and two hundreds. Where all those valuable, I guess, there would have been valuable knocks considering the conditions. Yeah, no doubt. Um, we know that in South Africa, the, the wickets we we play on are going to be. Um, quite tough for us as a batting unit, um, but um, that's obviously just a mental, a mental shift in our game. But it was uh, very promising. Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of guys came in and they they contributed when they had to. Uh, senior guys put their hands up when the senior when the team needed the senior guys to put their hands up, and it was awesome to see uh, younger players come through and and, and do well in the series. Um, I mean, it's going to be tough batting in South Africa, and it's, it's awesome to see guys still uh, turning our trends. A guy like Quentin de Kock's got some very vital runs in this series for the team. He seems to have picked up some confidence from the Zanzi Super League. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I'll have to agree with that. Um, he had a very good uh, Zanzi Super League and uh, he's a confidence player. And when things are going well, he's, uh, he's an awesome cricketer. He's one of the best batters around Then when, when things are going his way. So it's awesome to see um, him have a, have a good knock uh, nine wonders and, and obviously having a, a very good two or three months uh, in his career so far. Mm. The, the, the coaching staff went for an all-pace attack. What do you say to a guy like Keshav Maharaj who was probably unlucky to miss out here because he's been a valuable member of the team? 
No doubt. I mean, Keshav's been uh, awesome for us the last two or three years. Um, he's a world-class spinner. Um, and to leave him out, is it's, it's not easy. Um, unfortunately, our strength obviously lies in our seamers. And we, when, we, when you have uh, three seamers that can bowl 140 k's an hour plus, and you've got a guy like Vernon who just is so skillful, it's difficult uh, not to play your, your best side um, in, in South African conditions. Um, yeah, it's very tough for Keshav. Um, I know he obviously wanted to play, and rightly so. He doesn't deserve to really be left out. Um, he's done nothing wrong, um, but um, he's taken it very well. Uh, he's a team player, and that's what we, we expect from the guys to, to obviously take those kind of things on board. And do you enjoy the captaincy, Dean Alga? You did captain also at, at, at Lords. I mean, how do you compare the, the two matches where, you, where you've captained the test team? Yeah, it's, I really enjoy it. Um, it's, I think it brings out my natural side um, as a character. Um, but yeah, it's all special to get a test win. Obviously in England, uh, we lost that game. But it was still a special moment for me in England. Uh, it was at Lords, and obviously people know Lords is the home of cricket where everything started. Um, and to have friends and family there as well was a special occasion for me. But uh, I don't, it doesn't really matter where you're going to play, just to captain your country and being put in that responsibility is obviously a, a massive honour and uh, yeah, extremely proud moment still for me in my career. You're going to turn, the team turns the focus now to the ODI series. It is a big year, of course, looking ahead uh, to the World Cup. I'm sure this series is also important as, 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 the, as they try to finalise the team. Yeah, sure. I think there's still a few spots available within that side. Um, I know they're trying out new faces now when they have opportunities to do so. Um, yeah, so there's still a lot to play for for individual spots, um, um, which is uh, a very, very bright and promising thing for us. Um, it's still a six months or so out from the World Cup. And uh, yeah, like I mentioned, I'm sure there's a few spots that, uh, that are still available. And no suspensions, no fines for slow over rates. How did you get it right? I've got no idea. <laughs> I mean, I've got no idea, to be honest. Uh, we still had the same bowlers, and I don't know, somehow we just got through it. And, uh, yeah, I don't have much to say on the whole overhead story because it's going to cause controversy, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff, Dean Alga. We really appreciate you finding time to speak to us here on SAFM and all the best stuff for the rest of the year. Thanks a lot for the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Proteus Danin, Skipper there, Dean uh, Alga, uh, who was, of course, uh, captaining the side in the absence of uh, the suspended of Faf Duplessis because of that slow over rate in uh, Cape Town uh, there. And uh, that's why he didn't uh, play in this match. And uh, that's where we are going to leave it as we remembered uh, the late uh, Phil Amasinga. Thank you very much to everybody that's contributed uh, on the show. Our guests from Leeds United Supporters Trust, Mr. Lucas Khadebe, uh, Rafael. Chuku, the former teammate of Fulma Singh at FC Bari, and also Mr. Abuda Matante there, and everybody who's contributed here on social media as we remember Fulma Singh. We'll have details of the memorial service and also um, the, the funeral service, I'm sure, by tomorrow. Uh, the family will uh, let us know uh, when that will uh, happen, but it is indeed a very Black Monday for all of us in the sporting fraternity. And uh, we once again want to send our condolences to the Masinga family. And